Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes, and with me for the first time since February 28th. No way. Oh, man. Jansen Mizrek. Wow. Peter Lineweber. It's a long time. February? Since we've been on the pod. Yeah. Wow. It's That's over six months. Holy like cow. What happened? Who are, who who's in charge of booking this? Was thing? were we suspended or something? Like <laughs> seriously, for entertaining back like, from yeah. suspension. <laughs> they joined the live tour, so <laughs> fulfilling their six month podcast suspension. Yeah, we were in the courthouse. Yeah, thought we could do both. You couldn't. Yeah. Thought we could do both. We were very thought clear we about that. Both. That you can't do both. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. I mean, we see each other often. Just not always on the podcast, so I guess we yeah. lose track. Yeah, it's you know, it's just a uh, byproduct of the busy season, you know. No, but February twenty eighth is like covers every season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We had all yeah, of spring that's true, and that's true. All yeah. of summer yeah. now into what fall. So in the spring. Not sure. I mean, we can use the summer as an excuse. We always do. But yeah. Yeah. The spring, I guess, was a little different. Someone told me this week, like your podcast. I think it could could be could grow a lot if you want it to and i'm like well what do you mean he's like well if you do it consistently (laughs) 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 this is for you that's what all those the social media people say yeah they say have like a day and a time that you do it every week schedule and blah 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 blah. so that the listeners know when it's coming yeah but yeah i mean i I guess that's it makes sense that's cool but or is it cool that when like we're like zagging yeah. Like yeah, I think you, it's almost This could more be the cool. last episode for three months. Yeah. No, that's not good. You get it's a like notification a on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Surprise wow. when it comes up it on your dropped. podcast feed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Um. What's What's new? What's What's been? What have you guys been doing this summer? Anything fun? <laughs> yeah. Just got to catch up a little. I haven't seen you. I haven't really <laughs> talked. You go. You go first, Pete. Yeah, um, summer was great. I feel like the weather was as good as I can remember. And if summer's passed, I know last year we had a bunch of rainouts. This year, I don't think only one, right, down at Canal? Mm-hmm. So um, weather was good. I uh, had a couple trips. I uh, got a dog this summer. Mm. Um, moved apartments to a new neighborhood. We are really liking that neighborhood. So, um, And then I'm getting married in a couple weeks, so. Summer's Count been good to down. me. Wow. Yeah. How many weeks away is it? It's like not two and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, the people, the listeners are they're texting in. They're like, "How is Pete doing? How is he doing this summer with uh, Tiger? Tiger's uh, mm-hmm. poor, poor uh, injury play well, performance." I remember my first podcast was when he got in the crash, um, almost two years ago now. Um, so my entire time on the show has been 
in that post post crash yeah. era. So <laughs> if anything, it's looking better than than it has in a long time. I still I mean, think you've predicted about five major wins from Tiger in. You're years. confusing me with Zach, but um, <laughs> I've just been, I was happy to see him play a couple times this year. Um, I thought it was, I mean, he made the cut in two, two majors. That's pretty cool. Um, his last one wasn't so great, but um, yeah, I mean, any golf from Tigers is, is a cherry on top. It's just fun to see him out there. I mean, he's not the same that he was, you know, two years ago, not the same that he was 20 years ago. We, we know that. That's the reality. But you never know. You can't count the guy out. You never yeah, know. Yeah, I, I got a little overhyped for his uh, old course. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody did. I know. It was just, I think he prepped too much. Yeah. Well, Something. I don't know. He we, looked we, good. We, we could save that for another day. As but good as he could. I, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. I think if everyone had gone into it just being like, wow, if he finishes, that would be cool. Then everyone would have enjoyed their time a little bit more. But yeah. All the talking people are like, oh, the old course. On there <laughs> the twice. Old course. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it here. It's flat. They're <laughs> like, it's flat, guys. <laughs> he's going to win. It's good for the legs. It's, it's flat. Like, it's flat. <laughs> I mean, it is funny that he like made the cut and did okay in the Masters, which is like the hilliest course on tour. And then at the flattest course on tour, he you know, looks horrible. So I don't know what that is. Yeah. Maybe adrenaline from his first tournament back at the Masters. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Southern Hills, man, that that place has yeah. got some movement to yeah. it too. Did he do that yeah. one, or did he drop out of that one? No, well, he did. He, he, he made the cut, and then he withdrew. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, he withdrew like before oh, the last round. That's right. Yeah, like after the third yeah. round, I think. Don't you want? Do you wish? The question that I don't think we have, or that he hasn't told us the answer to yet, is like, will he? Can he get better? Can he get more healthy? Or is this is this as healthy as he'll ever be? Yeah, I think he's like alluded to that, um, but he hasn't given a you know a straightforward answer to that, and he never gives straightforward answers to anything, so you can't really expect that out of him. But um, I don't know. I mean, the leg's pretty bad. I think he can get stronger, and he can get stronger around the leg, which which could help. But as far as like walking better than he has this year, I don't know if he's gonna if that's gonna improve, but. The swing looks good. If yeah. there's any, yeah. you know, consolation to that. Because he was still. Did you see a video of him when he went to like that players only meeting in Delaware? Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Fowler. Oh yeah, he was like limping he off was, like, the plane. Limping. Yeah, hey, it was a long, long flight. But he was also. <laughs> <laughs> did he also? Did you see what he was wearing though? Horrible. It was, it was a like tough. a orange plaid. Horrible. Like jeans and like a tucked in plaid shirt. I mean, like up shirt. Not even like yeah. sport. Not even a hoodie or something. He looked like Sean White, like back in two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Us, <laughs> like a bad flannel with some baggy jeans. The joke I hear a lot is like, when Tiger's not on grass, he does not know how to dress himself. I mean, if you look oh. at all his whole career, he's been poorly dressed yeah. off the court. The guy's worth a billion dollars, and he yeah. cannot dress himself. Yeah, but he's on the course, and when Nike gives him his, you know, well, so does Nike just do, do it? For yeah, him, it, it sounds like yeah. Nike is yeah. is the one, you know or they definitely are the one influencing what he wears on the course, but off the course, he gets to do what he wants. And When he wore that suit for that medal that he won, that Trump gave him, yeah. you know, when he went to the White yeah. House for like that, what, what was that award? I, f- I forget. The but Medal of Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medal of, He looked medal good. Of freedom. He, looked he did good look there. good there. That was a good suit. That was a good suit. But you but know like, that somebody gave that suit to him. Like oh, somebody said, sure. you're going to wear this. This is what you're going to look good in. Yeah. But you watch him w- walking around, like he's, he's kind of wearing workout gear. He's wearing like a Stanford yeah. hat with like a, 
something that yeah. doesn't match. But, you know. He looks good in like athletic wear and then golf wear. But outside of that, he doesn't know what to wear. Like I saw him at the U.S. Open, the tennis tournament. Uh, I don't think last he has week. a style, right? Like, he doesn't I don't have think he an does. identity other than like red and black. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely. What do you like? I saw him at the Serena. Yeah. That match. But he was in athletic wear, wasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, backwards hat. Yeah. And he's standing up applauding. Like they kept cutting to him. He was fist bumping. He wasn't just applauding. Oh, yeah, 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 he was going crazy. There were some like, uppercuts in the yeah. stands. I think he's, I mean, he's Bicep still, looks huge. he's still <laughs> the most, I think the most, imp- like, famous athlete. He's in our, America. He's I think in America. Certainly up there. Anyone else, it wouldn't have been as big of a thing on the internet. And, and I'm yeah. not even talking about golf circle, like, Tennis, sports, yeah. in general. Like, I think if part LeBron of LeBron James was there, it like wouldn't have been the same. No, I, I think part of it was that like Serena invited him to sit in in the players box, yeah. like her personal box. So, um, and then the next night she invited Russell Wilson. It did was, she? Yeah, I didn't see that. Lost. That's when she lost. So. Well, there you go. Big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, Serena credited Tiger for why she's still playing, or I guess not anymore, but credited the, you know. The last year or so, why she was still trying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I read Hank Haney's book, The Big Miss, this summer, which was the first time I read it. it came out a while ago, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to hear, like, how he went about like changing Tiger Swing, how stubborn he was, but also, and Pete, you, you, when I asked you about it, you were like. Hank <laughs> talks about this like the popsicle <laughs> story, where it's like one of my favorite stories, like, Tiger. Tiger would always, they would be like sitting around watching, they'd watch this like Navy SEAL show and Tiger would and get Him up. and Hank? Yeah. yeah at like <laughs> Tiger's house. That's all Tiger did. Tiger yeah. watched like this Navy SEALs like where they show the training like, um, and again, I think the most underrated Tiger story is like that he like broke his knee doing Navy SEALs combat. In the I middle like of his prime. Been, yeah. It should have it should be brought up more often mm-hmm. than it is. Um, but he's like, we were watching the show and Tiger would always go up and get a popsicle and he's like the popsicles looked really good (laughs) (laughs) and um he's like and tiger never offered me one he's like one time i really wanted one and i asked tiger hey can i grab a popsicle and tiger like looked at me weird and said like of course like go get it but he never like that's the story in the book and so pete i was like i had already read that when you mentioned that i'm like i was like okay it's just like one story it's no big deal but then at the end of the book um which i you know recently finished it's like the conclusion, he, he's Hank's saying like, here's what I wish would have happened differently. You know, he talks yeah. about some things in their coaching and he's like, I wish Tiger would have come out of rehab differently. Cause I, I didn't really remember all the time frames. Like he was his coach like before the scandal and then he was still like technically coached after the scandal for like a little bit, but then he stopped. Yeah. Um, where he's like, I wish he would have come out differently after the scandal. Like, and he's like, yeah, he didn't need to change that much, but Maybe it could have started with him offering me a popsicle. Brings <laughs> 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 it up again. It I feel like you really learn a lot salty. about. I haven't read that in years, but yeah. I feel like you learn a lot about Tiger. Yes, but you almost learn more about Hank in that. Like that's well, such a why? Why is that a relevant story for the book? I don't, yeah. I always thought it was funny. But yeah, well, I wanted a popsicle, man. Well, Come on. I understand putting it in once, but like that he comes twice. Back yeah, to it in, in conclusion, in like, conclusion, as if like man, on, if man, only he, if only he would have offered me a popsicle, that would have shown change of heart so um that was yeah. yeah hank was a member at one of the country clubs i worked at for an internship and yeah. he was he's an interesting guy to be around i bet really interesting great one-on-one around people tough mm. 
Do you mean like a group of people? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where you're like trying to impress your friends or like Uh, be the alpha Mm. in the room or whatever. So, well, you should have given him popsicle. Yeah, would have changed (laughs) how he treated you probably. If I'd read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have known. Um, All right, I asked you guys for a half set golf update. Uh, we haven't played together in a while. Yeah. Want to know what's, we, we, you know, we did the, the short set manifesto pod mm. a while back. That was fun. Classic. Good audio know, in that one. So it's bad audio. <laughs> but we, still, like. We should re-record I'm, that. Should we, like, learn our lines and just, like, re-record it? Yeah, like, yeah. print out. Yeah. Like, this print out, yeah. Pretty cool. Print out the lines and read them. Yeah. Okay. It'd, it'd be like when you know a, a famous band like remasters one of their classics. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's like the Beatles. This song remastered twenty years later. Wow. I'm not sure they actually re-record it for those, but that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. You know, you get an audio engineer. Yeah. yeah. There. Clean it up. Clean it up. Well, if, if there's any audio engineers out there who want to do it, um, but but you know we had some theories and some ideas about playing golf with fewer clubs i'm kind of curious where you're at like has your opinion changed has it evolved have you like learned anything about it have you changed your strategy yeah i've learned i've learned a lot this this summer i i guess from an equipment standpoint i'm still the same i've done uh the evens all year which is i think it's my third year going on evens or maybe second I don't know. I guess I've been doing a half set for about three years now, okay. and I did odds the first year, and then evens last year, evens again so this year. So what is it? So, so like what is it? So I go uh, fifty-six, fifty-degree pitching wedge, eight, six, four, three-wood driver. Okay. So I've always kind of had like this weird. So so this year. And how many is that? Is that nine? nine. Okay, nine. Yeah, okay. and putter. Yeah, if you include the putter. So, um, so I like that. I like single digits, like the evens. But my four iron broke. Mm. So Bummer. I put the three iron back in, wow! Which I love. I okay. love that thing. That thing is a missile. Yeah, it's so sick. So, so I I currently have all the all the um, the the evens in the bag except for the three iron, and then I got the three wood, and the driver. So, wow, yeah, so it's been working. Three iron, six well. iron. Yeah, which I thought was going to be an issue, but it's not. because oh, I hit my six iron like further than I've ever hit it now. So it's okay. yeah, it's good. And I we're need not to pump on it. I can get it to. 200 yeah. ish we're not playing like you know 7400 yard courses no, either so no. so and the three iron's nice to like have for certain par threes or like kind of recovery mm. shots or um off the tee as an option because that three wood i don't really like hitting off the tee if i'm gonna hit three wood off the tee i'd rather just like hit a bunt driver so mm-hmm. it's kind of been my strategy so you said you've learned something like with my half set yeah, you're like I. Maybe so not. I think the biggest thing I've learned is how to hit. How to hit like each club like through the same like trajectory window, like so there so everything kind of comes out like a little bit lower, uh, especially with like my my short to mid irons and my wedges like my launch angles and, and uh, trajectory with with my short to mid irons and, and wedges. Uh, comes out a lot lower so the the distance and the spin is a lot more predictable mm-hmm. and then like my long irons i've always hit my long irons pretty good in driver and and long stuff good so it's nice to see the ball like come out at that same 
trajectory. So that's been big. Does your like philosophy, is your philosophy the same? Yes. All right. I've never even considered putting all the other clubs back in the bag. Oh. Like it's not, it's just like a waste of, a waste of thought. All right. Waste yeah. of thought. Yeah. yeah. It's all like, right. why would I do it? I, I don't know. Like I can't. I guess a better way to say it is I can't think of a scenario where I would need them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, so I'm coming up on almost two years with a half set. I dove head first in. Um, I think we played around in September of 2020 at uh, Calumet Country Club, which is now going to close. Oh. Um, sad. Sad. It's too far away though. I think that was September of 2020, and that was the first time. I remember we were in, it was just you and I, and we were going to play a match, and I saw that you had like eight clubs. And I, you know, yeah. asked the question that everybody asks that, that doesn't know, that's not familiar with a half set. What's with that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's just something I'm, I've been doing and I like to do. And I was like, all right, I'll do it yeah. for our match. Um, and then ever since then, I've played with less than 10 for sure, um, usually eight or nine. So the set I have has been pretty consistent. I've always been evens the whole time. I have a driver, two iron, four iron, six iron, eight iron, pitching wedge, and then 56 putter. Um, if I have nine, I add another wedge, whether it's a gap wedge. I, I don't really play with a lob wedge anymore, um, but it's, so it's usually a 52 degree that I'll add if for whatever reason. Um, but I do like the eight clubs. Um, I, my philosophy has not changed. I mean, I have not once played, like Jan said, I've not once played with more than nine clubs since uh, September 2020, so almost two years, yeah, about two years now. Um, what have I learned? I mean, I, I feel like I have much more shots in my arsenal now. Um, I rarely ever played a cut for the last, you know, 10 years of my life. Now I have a little bit of a cut that I can play to take some spin or to add some spin and take some yardage off a shot. Um, I just enjoy it more. I mean, I, I've been act this year. I've been asked more often or more so than last year by other people the same question I asked you a couple years ago of like, what's with that? I just had my bachelor party two weeks ago um, in Michigan, and one of the guys on the trip who I don't play golf with ever was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> And he's like getting into golf. He's only played for a couple years. He actually has 15 clubs in his bag. Wow. He has six wedges. He's got if I got hopefully I remember this correctly. He's got pitching or pitching wedge 48 50 52 56 60. So that's six wedges. Wow. And he stayed the night he's at my Chris. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he stayed the night at my apartment. Uh, shout out Pat. He's a good guy. Really good guy. Uh he stayed at my apartment the night before we left and he brought his clubs and he was like doing a what's in the bag. And I was like looking at his, I was like, you got it. I mean, you got to figure out the wedge situation. <laughs> and to his credit, he sent me a text a couple days ago. He's going to play with three wedges in this next round and nine clubs. So he's getting a try. So the half set is oh, spreading. Nice. It is nice. spreading. Um, that's a pretty big that's jump a though. a lot if, of wedges still though. Yeah. That's For sure. Good. But I, I, it's baby steps, yeah, sure. you know, where I'm going to give him a chance. He's literally cutting but it in half. So almost. Yeah. 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 What were right. you going to say? Well, I just maybe the segues into my my corner of what I was going to say. It's like, yeah. if you're going to play with nine clubs, in my opinion, three wedges is too many. It's too many. Mm -hmm. You're making a mistake. So, <laughs> um, 
what would your you know, like what would your advice well, be to somebody? Well, I'm about to go through. I'm about okay, to say okay, my, sorry, like, sorry. My, go ahead. I asked about your philosophy. I didn't mean <laughs> I didn't mean your philosophy of like, you know, would you you know go back to a full set? I guess I'm thinking about it. Like I feel like when we first started doing this, when we first did that podcast, I was very much, I was like, you're gonna, like, this will help you like play better, play better golf. Mm-hmm. I feel like was the argument we made. Part of it was maybe just like making an argument for the fun of it. But I, my my approach is now a, d- a little bit different. Where I think it's it's a better experience to walk and carry your clubs. That's like the best way to play golf. Yes. And mm-hmm. you can't. It, and fourteen clubs is just it's too heavy. Yeah. Like I hundred percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you're hiking, you know, hiking a mountain. You're yeah. just out of energy by the end of it, or at least yeah. people that I've seen and when I've done it in the past. So that's like that's just like too much. So like you can't, you know, it's not really like a sustainable thing to do for most people. So then the answer is like, well, you can just take fewer clubs and maybe you won't. I think you'll have more fun, but also not notice any difference. So I think that's maybe yeah. mm-hmm. the segue into it, rather than like you will play play better but i think that's a possibility though that you could play better i, I do. don't think that's the main I've, i think I've you're right some people who've tried it and like i don't know they didn't love it right away because i think mm. if you and maybe because they weren't given the right guidance i feel like my my new system is <laughs> pretty good yeah okay i think if you get like some one of it's like one of my friends or slash students like tried it and he has like he's like new probably a I don't know, 18 handicap who has like the Maverick irons, you know, those things are like super irons that are just like designed to like hit it so far. It's like if you get a shot in between a eight iron and a six iron, it's like hard to, you know, like you're not really hitting like soft six irons with like game improvement irons. Yeah. It's like a tough one to do. It should never Mm -hmm. go high enough, especially those lofts are so strong. That's a good point. So, but then my, okay, so my next philosophy is that like you should be able to hit because i've seen been on instagram a lot again we love the less than 14 account but like the surest way to get yourself like reposted on that page is to like take a picture of your bag with like five clubs in it Mm -hmm. you know like hybrid (laughs) three iron nine iron wedge putter it's like yeah okay yeah i feel like Maybe that's going to be more enjoyable, but like, there's no way you're shooting anywhere close to like the same scores you would with like yeah. eight or nine. So I think there yeah. has to be a goal. I think there has to be a goal of like you're trying to be able to shoot the same score you could with other, you know, with a normal yeah. set of clubs. Well, I think that's and the beauty of it, right? It's like, okay, well, what's the fine line? Because yeah. we're all dancing of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, how many can I take out of the bag? Yeah. But how low can I go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a fun dance. Yeah. Yeah, I guess at what number of clubs does your your productivity or your scoring average go up? Yeah. Like start yeah. to go significantly yeah, yeah. up. And because okay. with nine, mine has not. I would I would argue I've played better, but I play yeah. a lot more than most people. Yeah. But if I went down to six or five, like yeah. you just yeah. said, it's not going to keep like going for me, that when trend. we did uh, When we went up to Spring Valley and did seven, yeah. that's when I felt uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, and it's fun. I like okay. if you can do it with other people. I think it's like really fun. Like it would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Because then if everyone in the same group is playing the same game, yeah, then it's fun. But exactly. if you're trying to, 
you know, do your do the best you can. Like that, that round at Canal, and was that in May with Steve and oh, Rob? Yeah, with four or something. Was that with four? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, see, that's cool. That's fun. Because that's you're uncomfortable. Like, you know, like you said. It, but everyone was doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. right. But yeah, it was so. fun with everybody. Yeah, to yeah. do it as a group. Yeah. So my my focus, is like, you should be able to hit. Can can you hit every shot? That that's like my goal. Like I don't really. If you have something that, like you couldn't do, with your set. You should just add another club back in, unless it's like a crate, you know, for ninety-five percent of your situations. So, my clubs currently are. So I go a different direction, you guys. Sand wedge, pitching wedge, eight iron, seven iron, six iron, five iron. That's bent a little bit strong. It's like a four and a half iron because oh, I don't have okay. a four iron mm-hmm. on it, my blade it. set, and then. Three wood driver. Okay, so you're pretty heavy in the mid irons there. Yeah. What is that? Eight or nine? That's nine. Nine. And I feel like that's. I like. I like. I'm happy with the number right nice. now. Mm. Nice. I could never figure out. I haven't been able to figure out how to hit a partial like six iron consistently. So. Got it. Mm. Just got added it. the seven back in because got room for it. Kept cool. having that same shot at like at Sunset Valley, from the Black Tees hole eleven. It's like hundred, oh, like hundred yeah. and that's a tough one. It's mm-hmm. like hundred and seventy two into a little breeze with water short, and it's like yeah. the eight iron definitely can't make can't it. Go. But then yeah. the six iron, it's like just like trying to take way too much off it that I like would never hit the green. Right, and so it's mm-hmm. like it's a, such just a smooth seven. So it's like hit that that seven. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that yeah. 170 number yeah. is tough. Yeah. That's a great question that just got me thinking. Like, what for you, Jansen? I know you just said the six iron taking some off is hardest. What's the hardest shot you have with your current half set? Like, is there a yardage it's, or a shot? It's actually probably the, almost the exact same. It's okay. kind of that mid to long iron range where I'm trying to take a little something off, something that's like a little longer. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I hit like a pretty floaty six, like, like I almost, it's a full swing, but it's almost a little slower. Like that's kind of like 175, and then if I'm like stock, it's like 190 probably. Mm-hmm. So I would, say, I would say the hardest shot would be like, yeah, something that I would need a seven iron. So probably like 170 is or mm-hmm. 165 is is tough. But I've started to be able to hit my my eight iron that far, but I gotta pure it. So it's yeah. You know, yeah. you got to step up and hit one or, or be okay with like hitting it to this portion of the green. I, you know, it's like you're looking for variables to help you make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the pins in the back. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to go with the eight because like I can, I know I can miss short, right? Or right. it's a little down breeze. All right. I'll go with the eight. Oh, it's a little into. Okay. I got to go six here, even though it feels goofy. So, yeah. um, but I would say it's almost, yeah, that exact same yardage, like 70, 175. It's hard. What's your hardest? So I would say like like you could, if you wanted to stay at nine clubs, you could take out your fifty and yeah. you would be completely fine. And then you would could add that club. Yeah, I know I you like you got a lot of cool wedge shots that you hit in, but you could <sighs> yeah. learn to, you could learn it I, with I, a combination I, of your fifty six and your pitching well, wedge. I could, and I could still mm-hmm. cover the same distance. And I'm a, I'm a lot better with the fifty six than I used to be for like hitting shots from like you know eighty ninety even that so. I think I think I could do that. The problem is, is my 
my seven iron's broken too. <laughs> oh, call oh, wow. customer service. Yeah. I'll send you a new one. My seven and my four. Man, no, well, no, uh, no ferals on them anymore. Little cracks. Oh, bummer. So, yeah, it's All okay. Right. Well, if you call Cali customer service, they will send. I will. You I will. I'm just a little busy. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like, why would I? <laughs> I'm kind of like, well, the, the, the set's choosing me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. Enough. That's a good point. The set's choosing me. I don't need it. Maybe if you played with a full set, it'd be oh, different. But that would be cool. Way to yeah. find your partial set is like just let Which clubs break? keep breaking. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> never replace them. Hope it's not a driver. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's your hardest shot? I'm you, thinking, as you guys were saying, I like that. That softer I six know, you iron. You hit this like six iron where like oh, follow look, through is like knee high. Yeah. I don't know oh, how God, you do it. I like that. It's uh, in the short set Hall of Fame. Like wow. that line and rubber wow. finish with the six iron. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah, hard. Soft flighted, finish. flighted yeah. follow through is pretty. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty. Well, my irons, the I-59s, they, they're high spin irons. Um, so I feel like I can do a lot with them. Um, but it's not a shot I have all the time, but it's like past a six iron so let's say 200 to 210 it's harder for me to do that same shot with a four iron and take some off yeah. so that's the shot but i don't have that that often um i mean i do it like canal like yeah. a couple of the par threes out there um but it's yeah it's probably that like that half four iron where a six iron is not enough because yeah. if i if i really go after a six iron it's going to spin a ton and so it's going to go so yeah. high hmm. so i can't really hit that much farther than 195 so so did you ever play around where like you got to that shot that you just didn't you that number that you hate and then like costed you strokes uh mm-hmm. not i i don't not off the top oh. of my head i can't i can't think of a Happened specific to me all scenario the time. really <laughs> every time i had a partial six it was just bogey <laughs> right it right <laughs> on the card wow. move on to the next hole missed green Chip on two putt. Chip on two putt. What was your miss with it? Like directionally challenged, or was it more like the distance? Uh, Just like air mailing it, or direction, direction. Oh, okay. I just okay. tried to hit a shot that curved too much, or mm-hmm. something. Just yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. So, just added the seven back in. Now I've been more at peace. <laughs> More fees. You're That's playing great, with a 56. Man. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that your wedge? Yep. Do you think it's crazy? Because I've done a couple rounds recently with just a 52. That's my highest lofted wedge. That's mm-hmm. cool. I get in trouble with like a really high soft shot, but yeah. other than that, maybe like the I don't know, 60, 65 yard shot too. Yeah, that's when I wouldn't like like 50 yes. yards. Yeah, but but I do like the low flighted. Oh, see, that's my favorite. That. That's why All I keep right. the 50 in the bag. It's yeah, like those little 40, 50 yards. Kind of one-hop and stop shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. But I'd say the biggest difference between me now and then me with a full set is, like, I used to swing full, full at wedges, like a 56 mm. from 115, and I would land it on my yardage <laughs> and then zip it 30 feet yeah. back. Classic. Now I'm, I can, you know, take some spin off with these less wedges yeah. and more club. I yeah. still think that's the best argument for less clubs. It's like you're never, you're not like hitting a full shot every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like when you're hitting a full shot every time, the story of the round just becomes like, oh, I was missing left today. <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, it's you're in the same swing on every shot. It's either right. it was on or it was off. And it doesn't, not quite the same. So 
Highly recommend. Definitely. Yeah, can't recommend it enough. Yeah, especially there's probably people, you know, who are a little burnt out from the golf season, need a fall, yeah. fall, ref- fall refresh. It's a good yeah. fall. Oh, I got to get my dad. Fall's a good time it. to do it. I'm going to get my dad to do it. Yeah. Like this weekend, I think. Do it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. so I think for people who are doing it, though, like, go to like the top, whatever. What is like your long irons, the top of the bag or the bottom of the bag? What do you mean? Have you heard people say that? Like, yeah, I think it's the. I mean, if you're literally looking down at your bag, it's the middle. No, me. I know, but what's the bottom of your bag? Is it a wedge or a driver? It's a wedge. Okay. Yeah, I would say too. a okay. wedge. All right. So, the top end of your irons go heavy in that section, and then. It's easier to hit a partial shot with a pitching wedge than it is with a four iron. For sure. So For sure. Don't like if your dad finds himself having to hit a partial four iron, he hits it into the woods. He it might ruin his experience. <laughs> it, it, could. So. it could. And I also found you don't I never like I used to spend so much time like trying to decide like do I need a three wood and then a hybrid and like a driving iron and like that part of like your wo- your woods and hybrids. I've like never just having a three wood is like completely fine. Yeah, it's it's really not because I feel like a lot of people get hung up on that as well. I've always gone driver three wood, and then three iron or four iron. Yeah. It's like it's never an issue, never. Yeah, like, if ever you're between like the dri- the three wood and then your next iron, it's like it's usually you can either just like try to swing hard at one or soft at the other, and like be just fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't even have a three wood. I don't. I took that out. I don't like the three wood. Oh. At least the one that I have. Got it. So just driver two iron. Well, you hit the two pretty driver good. Two is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, moving on from the half set, um, we haven't spoken in a while this summer. Like, did you did you guys learn anything this summer about S- golf? About golf or yourself? You want me to go first? Yeah. I was thinking on the ride here, but also last night when you texted us, like how crazy of a summer it's been for professional golf and how uh, little that has to do with golf as a whole. Uh. What I mean by that is what I've, as a kid growing up in the game, I loved like Golf Channel. I loved, I was a huge Tiger fan. I still am, but was watching golf all the time, like professional high-level golf. I was watching yeah. Champions Tour web.com is what it was called or nationwide actually is what it was called um even like college golf and stuff like that and i thought that that like defined golf as a whole but i think this year has taught me like golf's in a really good place as a whole from what i mean from us being in the business from my perspective t-sheets are full as ever um but this little sliver of the golf world or golf ecosystem is like under you know, it's 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 chaos right now, and I was thinking like, it really just doesn't define the sport as a whole. So I've learned that like, exactly that, and I thought that was interesting because wow. that wasn't my mindset growing up yeah. in the sport. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we don't need to get into live PGA Tour. Nope. Um, Definitely not. But yeah, no, you have a but point of like there's a difference between professional golf and then regular golf. Yeah. And, uh, 
I just think they're so different, and professional and high-level golf is just such a small sliver of the pie, small piece of the pie, that it's almost irrelevant as far as the entire sport goes. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Would you guys yeah. agree with no, that? No, I agree. I'm just yeah, yeah kind of processing that. Just thinking mm-hmm. about it. That's cool. Um, but it's also it's also uh, so entertaining that little sliver yeah. of the pie for sure, right? It, and it it's held on this high pedestal of like, oh, well, th- this is the best, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting. But I think I think as a, the last couple of years, maybe some lights starting to be shown on some mm-hmm. other areas that are cool yeah. opportunities for people. And I would compare. It to a different sport, like let's say football. I think football is very much so defined by the professional and college level and even high school level. Like competitive football is what defines the sport. Yeah. Obviously it's easy there's there's way more variations of golf than there are football. You know, you can consider putting in your backyard golf. I guess you could consider yeah. throwing a football around. But I just think there's like the NFL is pretty big piece of that pie for football and it's yeah. not yeah, for the PGA Tour playing. to golf. Yeah, sure. Or even basketball. So um, anyway. I like that. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah, if you if you are playing golf post apocalyptic in the <laughs> after the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. And you found an uncovered golf course, you wouldn't like turn on the T V to watch old tiger highlights. <laughs> You'd get out there and play. Yeah. Um definitely. So, yeah, I mean, do you think that people, if other people do that too, do you think it would change things for them? If or other people do what? What you just, what you've, your revelation of the summer that professional golf isn't that important. Uh, yeah, I think it, I mean, I think there's also a lot of people that play golf that don't care already. Like there are people that uh. don't you know, associate professional golf with golf as a whole. I do just because I'm into professional golf. I watch it. So it seems like that's what, is that part of what like got you into golf? Like you watched, you like like Tiger, you're inspired by Tiger. You wanted to do things that like Tiger did. Definitely. Because I didn't grow up in a family that played golf. You know, my parent, my mom never plays golf. My dad plays maybe twice a year. None of my siblings play golf except for my brother who again plays like two or three times a year. I picked up golf on my own and it was, I would mostly attribute that to, really like starting to be fascinated by tiger back in you know oh three oh four oh five because i was a i played football i played basketball i I didn't really like golf as a kid Uh, i was too frustrated by it but then i started watching it on tv and i was like wow that's pretty cool you know Mm -hmm. and tiger was a big part of that for sure but to answer your question i think it would be good for golf if more people thought that way and that doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to follow it or enjoy watching golf on tv but understanding that they don't represent the whole sport or even a, a very yeah. big part of the sport. Yeah, I mean, Michael Bamberger, one of my favorite authors, he like writes online sometimes, and he had something recently where he's like, he was talking about how like crazy the summer was for professional golf, and he like ended it by... Because the more you think about it, I think the problem or the frustration with everything is that it's just shine shown a light on all the professional players just being like really like caring about how much money they got and like trying to get more money which 
maybe it was like always there, just nobody talked about it. So now this is maybe just, you know, the unmasking of that th- these guys just like want to make as much money as possible. Right. Um, but so he he was like thankful to he he was like I'm really happy that I'm one of the people who gets to pay to play golf. And he was like, oh, he's kind of yeah. You know, just like like it's a really like cool and awesome thing like to be able to play golf. There's like so many good benefits from it, um, and to turn it into just like this is about as much mo- making as much money as I can is kind of like missing the point of what golf could be a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I went up to um, so like a random Wednesday afternoon or something this summer, and I had some time off and uh and uh I, I drove up to Shepherd's Crook to go play and it was like mm-hmm. I literally booked the tea time and I had just enough time to like get up there and go pay and tea off and like booking online and driving up there and like I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Like it was like so fired wow. up because of I felt like a normal golfer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't feel like a pro that called to ask you to get on for free and I didn't I didn't pull the PGA card. I didn't mm-hmm. It wasn't booked by, you know, Alex for the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. staff trip, you know, or mm-hmm. or accommodations were made. It was like, no, I really wanted to play this course that I hadn't played in a while because it, like, gets me excited. And, like, there was an opening, and I was, oh, I was so fired up. So That's awesome. So That's fun, what it's all it's about. Fun feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any um, revelations from the summer? Yeah. I You know, I've talked a lot about... Um, know my fitness relative to to my game and like some of the pain that I've like tried to get out of and um this summer is really the first golf season that I've had where I've been able to like play and practice more and and not be in pain which is awesome so that's yeah it's been like super super rewarding to like put in the work of coming up with a plan and and understanding what I need to do to get my body in a good place and um yeah it's been awesome i can go have long practice sessions and know what to do so i don't wake up and can't get out of bed in the morning or i know how to prime my body to be able to like go play 36 if i wanted to or be able to go do speed training or do you know all of these things so so that's been fun to learn um kind of my my equation um it's also been fun to kind of learn like and help some other people that have struggled with that that same thing you know because i think we have a lot of students that come to us and say like i'm in pain when i swing and like that's not it's not fun yeah <laughs> it's not fun at all so so that's kind of a, a wormhole that i'm diving down of uh it's something that's really fascinating to me uh i think secondly at the beginning of the season uh i found myself playing pretty good out of the gates and i would make like i don't know seven pars on nine holes but have like a double and a and a birdie and it was like wow i felt like i shot a couple under but i shot like a couple over Mm -hmm. and um i kind of learned that like golf doesn't have to be as hard as you make it like when you get out of position Mm -hmm. i i kind of would reflect after my rounds and on the holes that i was making those doubles or a triple it was just a bad aggressive decision trying to get back and play because I thought I could pull the shot off and I wasn't accepting that a bogey was okay or a bogey was good enough and really that a, if you play for bogey that it can turn into a par just as easily as when you play for a par how it can turn into a triple like really quick. for sure 
So it's just kind of switching my mindset of like, I remember going out and saying, you know, like every time I get out of position here, cause I wasn't hitting the driver great. I was like, every time I get out of position, I'm going to get right back into position, pull off the highest percentage play I can. And like, that's when I started making like more up and downs for pars, like making more, pu- like just things mm-hmm. started to, um, I, tr- I started eliminating some of those bigger numbers and just didn't feel so hard out there so that was kind of cool and i think i like knew all this all along and it's like definitely what we preach to our students of like hey get out of position like let's play for bogey here like let's pull off the high percentage play what can you handle blah 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 but actually going through that myself or i think maybe for the first time ever like actually being mature enough to reflect and, and actually do something about it uh was pretty cool so great yeah, yeah i golf doesn't have to be hard wow <laughs> I, I got paid with one of my students who, the same student I talked about earlier, was like 18 handicap, played at Spring Valley, and just had a couple times where he was like, drive, was like he had driver like straight, but like way off the heels, so like wasn't going anywhere. It was going sure. like 200 yards, um, and he like probably can swing at the same club speed as me. Like maybe not quite, but you know what I mean, like could hit it. At least 250 if this is in the center. Yeah, but like just wasn't that day. It wasn't yeah. going to happen that day. It was fine. But then it's like, okay, like hole one, he's like 205 yards from the green. So he's like, pulls four iron, literally like shanks it straight to the right, which we find out later because he was like, didn't like four iron. Like wasn't feeling good about it, but it's like, oh, you know, I'm four iron distance. So like I got to hit it. Yeah. Like, right. oh, and this then, is the, my, this is yeah. my 205 yard club. I have to hit it. Yeah. It's like, well, and then. <laughs> yeah, and then he's in the tr- so then he's in the tree to the right, and then he like hit it like t- from there, like kind of punched out like over the left, and then like got on and you know like two putted or whatever. And so it was like, and thinking back, like we were just talking in the car about like how you know with other with the other people in our group of like how um, you know things we could do differently or like how could improve and like talking through like one like someone Zach was with us. Zach was like, hey, you just need to like minimize your mistakes, and he was like. Well, like, you guys don't stand over, like, a shot or a hole thinking, like, don't make mistakes. You're thinking, like, just hit the best shot you can. And so, like, he's not as good at that. But then we kind of, like, narrowed it down to, like, oh, you are hitting these shots that you weren't really, like, comfortable or committed to. And so, whereas, and that brought, like, a big number into play. Right. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you like, you know, I, I was like, hey, you were another whole par five, same sort of drive. So he's, like, 300 yards away hits hybrid and literally like tops it and it goes like 50 feet. So I was like, what at the end, I was like, what, what two shots could get you to the green in the highest percentage? Is it hybrid wedge? And he, he was like, no, it's probably like eight iron, eight iron. And so then seeing like the different ways of how, so, yeah. cause it's like, mm-hmm. we, it's interesting, like playing with people at different levels just to see that like, Oh, like golf can seem like really hard sometimes. Yeah, it you really know? can. Hundred percent. Yeah, it really can. It's the one thing that golf's so easy, and then you like play with someone who you're trying to, you know, ha- like we weren't in a lesson, but like you'd like them to play well, and then it's like, oh, they just like topped a four iron, and yeah. now they have they're hitting for their birdie from 170 yards out. Like, yeah. what? It's hard to be like, okay, keep it simple, but yeah, but. It's like, yeah, finding ways to do, like, what you're comfortable with, I yeah, think. Yeah, playing the, to your strengths. Yeah. I, I'll i never forget uh, sometimes uh, taking the Travel League kids out and, and asking them, hey, 
you think you could putt this when they're like just slightly off the green, yeah. you know, and they're on the fairway and they have like a foot of fringe yeah. and they, you know, they're pulling sand wedge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, you think you could putt that? And like the kids look at you and they say, I'm allowed to do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you actually yeah. can. They're like, Oh, this is so easy. Like I'm going to grab my putter. <laughs> well, I'm going to hit it up there. I'm going to tap it. And so sometimes, um, they just don't even know it. they're allowed to do it because of sure. maybe the stigmatism or what they've been, you know, just this idea of what they have in their head of what golf is. So I, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. I mean, b- both of those examples are great because I think you guys probably experience that with many other students too. Um, I know I do, especially players that are actually like maybe better than an 18 handicap that still make those same errors that when looking back in hindsight they're like well yeah i would do this but then the next time they get in that situation they do the same thing uh, to us it seems so simple and you, like you said jansen sometimes you don't even listen to yourself or you listen know. to what you're preaching to students and myself the same um golf's a funny game man it's, we make it harder on ourselves more often than not yep yeah just to be present and like understand like almost seeing yourself in um from a detached state saying like, Oh, I can do, I can actually do this here instead of, yeah, just being caught up in the moment. Oh, yeah. That's cool. All right. Mine, my learning experience came after uh, my learning experience is is swing awareness, personal swing awareness. This is a new topic for my summer. And it happened after we played that round at Cog Hill. Remember, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I played like really good on the f- shot, like even par on the front nine, really but then good. just like lost my mind for like six holes. I <laughs> <laughs> just like it wasn't good for our match. Yeah, we <laughs> lost on the last hole. Um, somehow brought it back, but um, sorry, I was like the long par three. I was like standing over the ball with five iron. I'm like, this ball is gonna finish 50 yards left of the green. That was my you said thought. that to yourself? Yeah, just over the ball. And and I swung anyway, and it went 50 yards left, like, <laughs> over that maybe, ridge. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, maybe more. But it was like, I didn't know what else. I was at that point where I, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what right. else to do. Um, the thought of hitting, like, a slice didn't seem possible. Because I didn't want to aim left. I didn't want to aim left with something, because yeah. I think it's going to go left. So it's like, well, that's probably as good as I'm going to do for this shot. And so... Then, normally, like, after I play a bad round, it would, like, go, try to, like, go to the cube and, like, get on track man, figure out what's happening, and use that, use the track man feedback to get better. That would have been the recipe the mm-hmm. last few years. And it's has success, but now we have baby at home, so I couldn't, can't just, like, leave and go, you know, whenever I want mm-hmm. to get on track man. So, I did, like, just swing, I just, like, did swinging in my front yard, Maybe in like it wasn't dark quite yet, but like late at night, we have those like big windows at our house, like mm-hmm. like see oh, myself, like a, like a mirror, like a mirror, oh, yeah, that's yeah, great. But then I just like felt, tried to like feel, literally tried to like recreate the the swing that like five iron swing that's gonna go fifty yards left, like spend time, you know, slowly like recreating exactly that shot, so then I could from there try to like figure out what was causing that yeah. to happen, and so. That was cool. So I learned, as I, I learned, like what the bad shot was, like what what was going on, which you just do by kind of like recreating or like swinging and trying to copy 
the bad shot on purpose. And then from there I was able to like feel a better, you know, a better mm-hmm. solution. Like I think part of it had to do with like my hips would like spin too much in the backswing, like too early and it would just like throw things off. My balance would get off. So then like when I worked on keeping, um, keeping um my hands moving first in the takeaway and hips not really moving but then also still getting weight into my back heel that felt or pressure into my back heel that seemed to that was like my recipe for success because you know hip when hips open or like turn too much then like the club goes too inside so if i just tried to go outside then i would get too much weight like too much pressure on my toe my right like my right toes because i'd be like tipping so i still had to like feel that with something else. It was interesting, like, feeling how just, like, one one little change can, like, throw off something else mm-hmm. um, if, unless you're, like, paying attention to all of it. And so yeah. um, then from that on, that point on, I played the best golf of my life. So Wow. Highly, wow. Yeah. Uh, so you, you um, I mean, in the past, like, you would have gone on track, man, and probably just been more focused on, like, the face, the club path, the low path. point, yep. and mm-hmm. just, like, try to... Get make it. that as consistent as possible with just like different feels so i'm pretty good at doing that yeah. oh yeah totally yeah and mm-hmm. um but like this recipe was more like just like awareness of your body and like mm-hmm. kind of like awareness of this this like proprioception right yeah, the yeah, awareness yeah. of the space around you space you know, and then and like your how limbs. like the sequencing and how it yeah. all works together so so cool yeah and and how that could re- get you to to make a repeatable face yeah. and path combination yeah. Yeah. that you want mm-hmm. like you yeah. took the ball away there is no ball oh, there's no ball yeah it's pretty cool yeah, it's and awesome, man. but then so from there i was like that feeling of just like that was kind of like my swing feeling for the rest of the year and it was like something i just like focused on before every shot and it worked really well yeah. um in the past i've tried like swing thoughts that are usually like have been more like more specific things like hinge your wrist or whatever like and they're like too small or like too zoomed in i think to be helpful mm-hmm. and so this one is just like a general feeling of like arms moving first and i could literally like do it in before each shot and it had a lot of success so that's like something else i've been thinking about is like how do you help people find out what like what would a helpful swing feel for them be that's like specifically related to um to their like issues or their faults sure. you know you could imagine like you could imagine someone li- like you're doing a drill where they stick a glove under their left arm right and then like they're hit they hit good that day so it's like okay just you know pretend you have that glove there when you're hitting but to me that's not like that's too it's too specific it's like too much thinking about like your left armpit or your left arm yeah, right and not enough about anything else but it's also like not that specific to like what's going to cause you to hit the ball bad, you know, like you for can sure. be a little right. disconnected and you'll be fine. So yeah. there's probably like something else that would have been more helpful for that person to do. And yeah. so be interesting. I think it could be really helpful to help, you know, figure out what that thing is, you know, like what's the, be or to be organized enough to be like, okay, here's like the one thing that we're trying to avoid. And then here's the way to go about, you know, giving yourself the best chance yeah. out there. Yeah. So I like doing that sometimes. Um, Ariana always makes fun of me, but we'll be watching shows or whatnot. And I'll like in between the commercial breaks, I'll like look at my swing and mm. hop out of bed real quick and start shadowing or just feeling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. But um, 
I think, yeah, I think building awareness of what you're capable of and what your body's able to do and how you, like how you want to sequence it, right, yeah. to get the feeling of, of how you're going to swing this stick around. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I, but cool. I'm trying to think of how you could, like, help somebody else do that because I know, like, yeah. for people who know a lot about the golf swing, it's, like, different. I mean, I feel like I've knew, known a lot about the swing before ever trying this, and so, like, how would you mm-hmm. help somebody, like... I think a lot of people just like wouldn't even know what to pay attention to, but yeah. Um, well, I think a lot of people back to what I was saying about you taking the ball away. I think a lot of people, in my experience, giving lessons like they get uncomfortable when they're not hitting balls. Like a lot of shadow swings, a lot of you know, slow mo swings, a lot of pause reps, whatever it is. Like they're not comfortable doing that for yeah. extended period of time of five ten minutes without but, hitting any balls. I, mean, I feel like that's happened to me, but I feel like it's, do you feel like you've been organized enough in like helping them understand what they need to be paying attention to? I've had to get better at that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That is a hard thing to do to, is to tell the student and, and tell them, Hey, we might not hit a golf ball here for about 12 minutes, mm. you know, or, you know, 15 minutes. Sometimes the more specific you can be, like with how long it might be, it kind of mm. settles them, settles them down. You'd be like, "Can you, can you give me that focus? Because I really think this will help you." Yeah, you know, show them the value as as to why you would want to take them through that swing sculpting exercise or or something of that nature. Yeah, but for sure, because most of the time they'll be like, "Oh, okay, if it'll help me hit the ball better, I'll do it." You yeah. know, because a lot of times they're they're so desperate, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get a. I think it's especially harder result, with like a high school level player. Oh, for sure. Like, like they oh, just want to beat ball after ball 100%. after ball. Like taking their cl- even taking the club out of their hand is like, whoa, what are yeah. we doing here? Yeah, I thought I was in a golf lesson here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a student who's like, he's probably his late thirties. It's like a five handicap. Shoots in the seventies. And he was like hitting off the toe over and over and like didn't understand why. So I had him do some like almost like almost like Adam Young like nail drills where you like free literally like up to the top and like freeze at the ball, but like have it be like on the heel as opposed to the yeah. toe. And he's like, I don't he's like, I'm not noticing anything <laughs> here. Like, <laughs> like I have no idea what's going on. So like yeah. I, but I wasn't able at the time to like explain to him like what to be focusing on or like why we were doing this so it was like my fault that it wasn't useful but and thinking more about it it's like okay you you need to be able to feel in your swing the difference between like toe and heel because he really likes having like swing thoughts or or ideas Mm -hmm. of like here's what i should you know this this and this and the class is used to and so that's fine but like i'm interested in seeing like next level would be you not like relying on those uh, I don't thoughts, know. Those right? thoughts. Yeah, because yeah, a thought. Yeah, I guess right? yeah, I the difference between a thought, so far. a thought, and a feeling. That's kind of maybe another yes. way to think about the things of like thought. Uh, thoughts are are like hinge your wrists, get you know, hinge your wrists, get your shoulders turned, and then go or whatever. But like a feeling is like is so much more about like the awareness. I think for sure, your body, which I think will help you play better. So yeah, um, something I've been doing. I. I feel like this fall I've um, kind of uh, all my high school players are yeah we were talking about this uh, are in season right and so I've been working with a, a couple more adults and, and some beginners and um, 
I've been trying to recreate the explainer outside with some like noodles and alignment sticks. And, Saw that the other day. Um, yeah. Just kind of swing sculpting and having people make the differences of, hey, can you swing this direction? Can you swing that direction? Can you find a way to measure those things? How do how do these things feel to you? And okay, well, this is your tendency. We know we like to go this way. Could we try and start hitting some T's or striking in this direction? And um, it's something I used to do a lot, uh, and I kind of going back to it, and it's been been kind of fun and, and successful yeah. uh, for for certain people not everyone but uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's been a good one we got to get that explainer it's outside man that thing is we've got one at canal canal all alone no driving range <laughs> well we don't have a track man but we have <laughs> no a driving range no track man we have an explainer well yep. there you go there you go all right well anything else I think covered it all. Yeah, I think that is it. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty Pete, good. Did you finish the leftovers? No, I'm uh, into the third season, wow. like a couple episodes in. Right. No, I'm not. I forget where I am. I haven't watched it in a couple weeks. Wow. But right. I, I we'll resume. I didn't, know that was, I didn't know that was a show. I was like, yeah. was the last time you were on, you had like a lot of food. Let <laughs> it take Check Not at all. Couldn't be further from that. It's HBO show. It's my favorite show. Zach's been watching it. Zach yeah. called it the best show of all time. Oh, wow! It's a very. What's okay? So, what's your like, fifteen-second elevator pitch of it? I'm kind of interested in Pete's. So, overnight, two percent of the world's population disappears, and each season goes. It focuses on a couple main characters, but you can imagine like chaos ensues and that like you know um cults start to form people start developing these theories on what happened some people think the world ended some people think that um they were abducted by aliens like whatever it is like the world starts to slowly fall apart and the leftovers is the people that are left and how they deal with uh the aftermath of that and kind of so it's it's it has a lot of um as you would imagine, religious ties too, and religious, you know, parallels. Yeah. Um, but it's also just like, wow, what? Where did these people go, and why? Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's like, yeah, it takes a situation, and then it's has these characters dealing with like grief and loss. And I was going to say like human nature. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Right? So it's just like, like creates yeah. this fun. This not fun, but because it's not fun. <laughs> it's not it fun. gets fun later, yeah. but um, first season's kind of heavy, but like creates a scenario that's not true but then it like deals with like real things in it so yeah very cool um yeah so all right well maybe we'll have an episode on it yeah you know later we'll give everyone time to get caught up we'll do some episode reviews so (laughs) all right thank you guys thank you you. again see you again in eight months (laughs) hopefully sooner clean contact I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Well, here it comes.